At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado. And as we start our number two, James, we haven't talked a lot of college football here since the season ended. So we figured now that we're under 100 days away from the start of the season, we should bring on a guest to talk collegiate football and none better then our next guest here, he is the college football analyst over at Stadium. He is Michael Felder joining us this morning on Betting Across America. Michael, we appreciate you joining the program on this holiday weekend. And I got to start out at the top here. Is it Bama, Georgia, Ohio State and gets the rest of the field? Or is there somebody else that can join those perceived juggernauts in 2022? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. Those are the three that you've got to contend with. I think I question putting Georgia into that mix. Honestly, I think it's Ohio State and Alabama, and then we take a step down to get to Georgia, possibly Clemson. Um, We'll see what happens at USC, Oklahoma, Oregon, all these other places. They've got a ton of transition there. So uh, when when you're a team that loses, what, five guys in the first round, (laughs) I'm not automatically penciling you in, Georgia. And when you're a team that is going through a coaching change, even though you've upgraded from a talent standpoint, including adding Jordan Addison, uh, USC, I'm not automatically penciling you in as well. So I really do think that we're looking at Georgia, or excuse me, Alabama and Ohio State, and then we'll see who bubbles up to the surface. 
So, Michael, aside from the big programs, and, and I think for, for me, seeing the impact of the transfer portal in college basketball and all the movement that happened last year and then transfer that to college football with the portal being open, and, and we saw last year with the super seniors out there. I mean, it, every, all, some of these teams look like BYU with the age on those rosters. What have you seen this, you know, during this offseason now rolling into the 2022 season as far as the transfer portal is concerned? Uh, which kind of w- – with certain teams, which kind of teams have you kind of raised your profile just based on some of the roster moves because of the portal opening? Well, we talked about USC already, right? And they've added one of the best wide receivers in the country, Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. to the mix. That's scary, but the, that that's good. That's great for them. But the scarier part is what Alabama's been doing, and that's to me a team that already has been a number one or number two recruiter over the last decade is now also adding, they add Jameer Gibbs, they add Eli Ricks, they add um, uh, the Burton kid from Georgia. They add all the, they're adding these pieces. And so Alabama is like, we're not, we, we, this, what happened last year won't happen to us again. We're going to fix this. And so Alabama, USC, obviously, I think the most, um, I don't know if intriguing is the right word, but certainly Quinn Ewers going to Texas is interesting because we never got to see him play at Ohio State. We don't know if he's any good at the college level. And he's got a lot on his shoulders to try to make that work. I'm very curious to see things like um, Jackson Dart and Zach Evans at Ole Miss. I think those are really interesting. Um, Spencer Rattler going to South Carolina is interesting. Uh, Brandon Joseph might be the most underrated. I think that of all the recruits that we'll talk about from a transfer standpoint, I'm, I'm I'm banking on Brandon Joseph going from Northwestern to Notre Dame, probably having the biggest impact, at least on the defensive side of things. It's it's but it's 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 not that it's the wild, wild west. You know, it's the fact is, is that guys have to want to be there. And if they don't want to be there, they're going to they're going to find somewhere else. And that's the whole point about going into the portal. And so how coaches handle this will be interesting. And. We, we have coaches on all, on different sides of this. Obviously, Brent Venables is now at Oklahoma. He brought in Dylan Gabriel to be his quarterback, but he lost Jaden Hazelwood to Arkansas, one of, one, of, one of the wide receivers we all thought could be really, really good, coming in as a five-star early in his career. And Venables at Clemson wasn't really allowed to use the transfer portal. But now at Oklahoma, he gets to do his own thing, and we see him trying to take advantage of it, especially after part of his team leaks out to go to USC or go to South Carolina with um, – uh, the, with, with, with both quarterbacks leaving. So I think the interesting part here is going to be who uses it, who doesn't, how do you use it? Mel Tucker had a great 2021 season that nobody expected all rooted. And I know you got your Vegas guys. So, you know what the win totals look like mm-hmm. for Michigan state coming into the year <laughs> <laughs> and they exceeded that. And a lot of that was rooted in the transfer portal. We're speaking with Michael Felder, college football analyst over at Stadium here. You mentioned the portal. The coaching changes also were a big story in college football. And there was a really big coordinator change, I should say, out there in Columbus. Jim Knowles, now the defensive coordinator for a much maligned Ohio State defense last year. You mentioned how Georgia's not necessarily in that pack with Bama and Ohio State. Well, Ohio State at BetMGM is plus 450 to win the national title. What do you expect from this defense? And if they do take a step up, are they on par with Alabama in the national title picture. I'm going to have to, I'm going to watch my language here, but <laughs> these dudes, they're going to have to put up or shut up. And 
it, it, it's Jim Knowles is not out here to play with you. He likes to play aggressive cover zero defense and aggressive cover one defense. If you go back and watch Oklahoma State this past year, they don't have the athletes that Ohio State has. But what they did do was make everybody uncomfortable. When you watch them play Texas, you watch them play Oklahoma, you watch them play Baylor, they will have all 11 players within five to seven yards of the line of scrimmage. All 11. Most teams don't do that. And so if you're an Ohio State defensive back, you better get ready. And guess what? You're going to get beat early. But late is when it pays the dividends because they're terrified of you. And I think that that, this Ohio State defense hasn't been terrifying in a long time. Their offense is is incredibly scary. And Mm -hmm. and obviously we're going to watch Jackson Smith and Najiba and the rest of these guys go make plays. But defensively, with the exception of what? The two Bosa's, Chase Young, defensively they haven't been terrifying. Baron Browning never really um, summited as, as a linebacker. And, and we're watching tough Borland chase guys that he can't catch. And, yeah. and we're doing all these things. But now this defense has to become scary. And that's what Jim Knowles is brought in to do. Because he wants to make a quarterback not understand what's about to happen to him, which buys guys time. And then he wants to make a quarterback make a good throw with a receiver on top, a defensive back between the quarterback and the receiver and the quarterback having to make that throw. And I think that that's what they're going to bring to the table. It's a full mentality change. It's um, it's very similar to when they brought in, what am I thinking, Alex Grinch, I believe, mm-hmm. and they switched from Everett Withers to, to, to that Grinch, that transformation, where it was less like spot drop and a lot more pattern matching and being aggressive movement before the snap. They're going to do a lot of those same things, but they're going to do it a lot closer to the line of scrimmage. Huge margins for error. But the reality is, and this is something I say all the time, most college football players aren't that good. And so that's why Oklahoma State had success. The guys aren't that good. The guys you're playing against aren't that good. And if you have the best athletes, which Ohio State does have, to force a guy to drop it in a bucket every single time he's trying to make a throw – you're going to be successful. Michael, let's talk about some quarterbacks that are good. Now we know CJ Stroud, we've Bryce Young at Alabama, the you know the the farm system for the NFL just gets better and better. We saw a really weak draft class this past year uh, last month as far as the NFL draft was concerned with the quarterbacks that came out, but aside from Stroud and aside from Bryce Young, talk about any other kind of quarterbacks that you're looking for, not so much at a where they're going to be drafted or at a high level in the NFL, but just some quarterbacks that we can look forward to watching on Saturdays this coming season. So I'm I'm incredibly um, intrigued, honestly, by uh, Will Levis. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that people are pushing into the first round. And like we know Stroud, we know Young, we know that those guys we expect them to be pushed into the first round, and they, we expect them to go in the first round. But Will Levis at Kentucky is an interesting one to me. He's got like obviously the ideal size, ideal height, all those things. But Kentucky doesn't. They have never struck me as a te- or struck me, excuse me, as a team that pushes the ball and, and checks all the boxes to get those things done. So I'm curious to see what he looks like there. Uh, Tanner McKee, I really like. I like Tanner McKee when he was he was 16, 17, before he went on the Mormon mission, then returned and went to Stanford. I think that's interesting. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke is another guy that people really like. Uh, he's at Miami. He's got all the, like much, just like Levis, he's got all the textbook size, strength, all those attributes that you really want. 
But I just I, I I think outside of the top two, what are we like? I don't know what we expect to happen outside of these top two guys, and I'm very curious to see what someone like DJ Uyunglele does. Um, honestly, if we're gonna lock it in as a like a um, what happens here, I think DJ is interesting because DJ came in and him and Bryce were kind of neck and neck. But I want to see what he does. Like, can he grow from this? And I think Sam Hartman on the list is good. Hinden Hooker on the list is good. But I'm curious about DJ because he's essentially fallen off the planet, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, he's he's just someone nobody's talking about at all. Like, he doesn't exist to people. I think him, Spencer Rattler, and Keaton Slovis, to me, are the three most intriguing players. Rattler and Slovis, two transfers coming in. And then DJ, a guy that's going to have to kind of rebuild. I've heard people, Clemson people, talk about the fact that DJ might not even start. Mm. After what he did at his freshman year against that Notre Dame team that ended up in the playoff, like people talking about him maybe not even starting. So I'm curious to see what happens with those three guys. DJ Uyunglele, Spencer Rattler, and Keaton Slovis, all guys that are, that are I think, intriguing pieces. And then, I mean, let's be real. Is it crazy that South Carolina might have the, like the state of South Carolina, if DJ bounces back and Spencer, Spencer Rattler does what he does, and then you throw in Grayson McCall from Coastal, they could have three guys that we, we we expect to be day one, day two picks. That's crazy, right? Uh, Michael, do you have some time? Because I want to ask you some stuff on the other side as well. Do we get you for another 10 to 12 minutes? Sure, let's do it. Awesome. Yeah, because you have a lot of great information here. We're up against it on the break here, but I I really want to get you like about another few questions in here because college football, I, the way you're talking, the juices are starting to flow. I, I was not ready for college football last week. Now I'm getting there. Now that we're Memorial Day weekend, we're kicking off summer. College football is on the horizon. Stay with us here. Michael Felder, stadium college football analyst, going to join us for another segment. This is Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call. 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out with James Salinas in Colorado. And Michael Felder, stadium college football analyst, gracious enough to hang with us for two segments here. So we appreciate his time here on a Memorial Day weekend Saturday. And I wanted to ask you about dark horses in college football because everybody looks at the top of the odds board when deciding who can win a national title. But we know that... There's going to be four teams in this playoff, so maybe two can win it, but a couple more will at least get there to the playoff. Is there a dark horse this season that you can think of? Like last year this time, Michigan was 100-1 to to win the national title. Now, they didn't do it, but they at least got to the semifinal. Is there a team like that amongst the Power Five conferences that can get to a college football playoff? So I just – I pulled up – I pulled up – I pulled up the 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 the, the, the odds – Mm-hmm. Obviously, Bama. We got Georgia. We got we got Ohio State. Clemson's on there. Texas A and M. When do we start becoming dark horses? Do we start becoming dark horses when we get to I, I, Michigan or Notre yeah, Dame? I, I, yeah, I would say about 40, 50 to one, and 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 further down the board, that's about the dark horse range for college football. I'm gonna tell you. You know who I like? I like the Utah baby. Really? Okay. Yeah, I like Utah a lot. Like I think that's a team that they're never gonna be bad, and. With the transition that we're seeing in the Pac-12 from USC changing coaches, from Oregon with the coaching change and the transfers, and then you throw in what's going on at Arizona State. Jaden Daniels is now out the door. He's at LSU, so they don't know what's going to happen at quarterback for them. 
Utah, they feel like a steady Eddie. And it, it, you know what they feel like? They feel like almost uh, a Pitt or Wake Forest from a year ago mm. where they just are going to, like, we'll just keep playing the brand of football that we've played, and you guys are going to be worse than us, so we'll keep winning. And so Utah, to me, down the board feels very interesting. Um, let me, you know what, Femi, I'm going to turn it back on you. How do you feel about Michigan this year? Like, I don't know that I love their quarterback situation, and they just lost – one, two, three. Those three first rounders on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I, I'm I'm not in on Michigan this year. I wasn't in on Michigan last year, although not many people were there. But you could at least see the talent there. But now you lose Hutchinson, Ajabo, all those guys there. To me, and anybody in the Big Ten, I'm biased. I already bet Ohio State to win the national title. So anybody in the Big Ten, to me, I'm like cross them off the list. There, I think it's the Buckeyes. That offense, they might average 50 a game in that conference, in my opinion. Yeah. There with with Stroud and Henderson and Smith and Jigba and all those other receivers that showed out in the Rose Bowl that we didn't really know of until that point because they were playing behind Wilson and Olave. I think it's mainly the Buckeyes who are going to not really just cruise to the playoff, but they got a really good path, a better path, in my opinion, than Alabama having to fight in the SEC. Yeah, I, I guess the question is, and what do you think? What do we think about Texas A&M? Because that's another one where I, I feel conflicted. They have they lost some really good guys. Jalen Widemeyer, they lose. Demarvin Leal, they lose. They lost Leon O'Neal Jr. They lose. They lose guys that I think are critical pieces to that football team. Isaiah Spiller, like you, you lose pieces, and so what does what do they look like? I think it's it's easy to slap uh, uh, whether it's odds or slap ex- expectations onto a brand name, but the mm-hmm. reality for me is I'm looking at what I have. And what I have is I think there's a Clemson team that has a lot of talent and a lot of ability to go get the job done, uh, provided they turn the corner and they can survive losing Brent Venables, which is a humongous. That's one of the I think that might be the biggest loss is losing Venables. I think that Notre Dame is an interesting football team because Marcus Freeman, it's this seems like for the first time, Notre Dame might have a coach that people want to play for. Like people, people played for Brian Kelly. They had to, to go to Notre Dame, but now they want to play for Marcus Freeman. I think that's an interesting element to it. Um, And then the other one is USC and USC. How far can you get when you're not stout through the middle, but you've got amazing pieces on the sides. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that's going to be really interesting. And, and, and honestly, and I, I don't say this lightly, I am very curious to see what um what's our guy the quarterback is Caleb Williams. Yep, is that right? I'm yep. very curious to see how much he's progressed because a year ago, and we already talked about Oklahoma State, but we also we've seen it happen against Texas as well. When he does, he is an improviser, but when he has to play within a structure, when a team can force him to play within a structure, he has struggled. I'm curious to see what his evolution looks like in what is a, a pretty tumultuous offseason going from losing your coach, moving from Oklahoma to L.A., and then trying to get back on the page with a bunch of players that you didn't play with the year before. So I think USC is an interesting piece, but I think Clemson, Notre Dame, to me, are the ones that have an opportunity. And then obviously I gave you Utah at the top because I think they're a team that, listen, listen they'll show up and they'll eat nails all day. 
Michael, so you mentioned Notre Dame and looking at the season schedule. Femi just mentioned it's just a few months away, less than 100 days, and we're here. Thinking about Notre Dame, they're going to open up against Ohio State, so we're going to get a test right away. Thinking about some of these other games that were on the board, you mentioned Utah. Utah is going down to Gainesville to place face the Gators, so challenge yep. there, especially early in the heat and the humidity that they're going to face. What other games on the schedule to open up the college football season have piqued your interest? Oh man, you're you're way ahead of me. I gotta I gotta pull up the I gotta pull up the schedule. I've been listen. I'm not gonna lie. I've been I've been busy going through who transferred where right now. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. So I'm gonna pull up the schedule right now. Let me go ahead and hit up the schedules. I'm gonna find some schedule. Like let's see what we got early in the early in the season because I've been I've been so deep in who is going going where that I haven't had the time to even look at. I haven't got to the forecast the schedules part of my thing. So the big I mean, thing for me. I mean, you get Oregon, Georgia right off the top there in week one. That's going to be a fun game. Dan Landing going up against Kirby Smart. See, that I love that. And I, and I think the big thing for me is what does a Dan Landing football team look like? Do you know? Nobody no. knows, right? <laughs> like, we don't know what that's going to look like. And I think that's the part where it's going to be really interesting to see what they look like. So no, I, I got. I'm, I'm. I'm ready to rock and roll. Week zero, Nebraska Northwestern. Are we going to see um, the the demise of Scott Frost? I think that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it, that's not crazy, right? Like Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. Like this could be the the, the the beginning of the end for him. I, I going into the next week. I think West Virginia at Pitt. The backyard brawl is always going to be an interesting football game. But I'm very curious to see what Pitt looks like without Kenny without Kenny Pickett. Um, then you get into uh, Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Remember the last time Virginia Tech played at Old Dominion? What happened? Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> yeah, they got they got put in a body bag. So yeah, it was not good. <laughs> um, one that's near and dear to me, as someone who went to UNC, played at UNC, North Carolina is going to the Rock on September third, and the Rock that's in Boone, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. If they go up there and they lose to App State. Baby, people are going, heads are going to roll. It is not good. Um, I, I like those are like, that's what I'm looking for. The early games for me, obviously we know about the big games. Oklahoma's playing Nebraska, I think in what week three. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a really cool thing to see because that's an old big eight rivalry. Yep. But I like those little kind of nuggets. Right. And and then obviously the game that Steve Spurrier complained about more than any other game, Georgia taking on South Carolina in the first two or three weeks of the season. He's going to be like, I know he's not, he's not the coach there anymore, but like that's a game where we're going to find out about how good Spencer Rattler is. We're going to find out how good Georgia's defense is because Jalen Carter is projected as a top, what, three, four pick right now. Yep. Like people love this guy. And so we'll see how big of an impact he has against a Spencer Rattler who a lot of folks still think can be a first round draft pick at the quarterback position. Um, those early games like that, those are the early conference games. Like we mentioned, Nebraska and Northwestern, obviously Georgia, South Carolina, those stand out to me. And then obviously these little individual matchups, these, in, these interstate matchups, old dominion and Virginia tech, where when they lost that football game, Virginia tech fans lost their minds. <laughs> and then if you, if UNC loses to App State, oh buddy, they are they're gonna riot. So oh oh, just saw it. Just saw, I'm still scrolling through because I'm trying to get my my bearings. But I just saw it. Penn State at Auburn. Come on, that's gonna be fun. 
That's going to be a yeah. lot of fun here. Uh, Michael, before we let you go, we got about 20 seconds left. Who's your pick to win the Heisman? Oh, the Heisman? I don't know, man. Some quarterback for a team that wins 11 games. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the template. <laughs> that, that, that's, that seems to be the template. He, I guess Bryce. I'm going to go. I'll go Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. That's really? the limb I'm going out on. Okay, so back-to-back for Bryce Young, possibly, to win the Heisman Trophy. That has not been done in a while there. He is Michael Felder, Stadium College Football Analyst. Awesome for you to join us here for two segments, Michael. We wish you all the best and have a good weekend. Thank you so much. You guys are great. This is fantastic. (laughs) A lot of fun there with Michael here. Hang with us on the other side, James. We'll talk a little NHL here. Stanley Cup playoffs are rolling tonight. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Vautobo will have Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued Best Bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience which features a daily best bets email every edition of point spread weekly use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it the cost is only 39 dollars to be a subscriber through july 31st so sign up now at vsun.com slash summer welcome back this is betting across america presented by bet mgm family bebefe hanging out here at the south point hotel and casino where things are starting to get a little bit more bumping on this holiday weekend. James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, we just spoke with Michael Felder, Stadium's college football analyst, for a couple segments there. The juices are flowing now for college football. They weren't there initially, but now that we're heading into the summer months, we're, we're there. I'm, I'm ready for college football to kick off. And I think there's so much to have to unpack for college football. Like we, Michael was talking about all the moves, not only through the transfer portal with players, but a lot of coaching moves too. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of equate it to myself. And it's obviously it's a different different aspect of it when we talk about the National Football League. And, and but it's a business. We, college football is a business too. <laughs> yeah, we, we know that. We we can say that it is. It's a multi billion dollar business. Uh, but it it takes these coaches. I I, I take. Think about my approach for the NFL early in the season. Femi is I usually try to stay away from teams that have had a lot of turnover, whether it be with personnel on the roster or coaching moves, coaching staffs, all those types of things, because it just takes time to get to know your players and put them in positions to be successful. Not sure how that's going to apply here for college football because we have so many new players moving around mm-hmm. and all these new coaches landing in different spots. Like, like USC is probably really intriguing. What is that going to look like? It's just, there's a lot to have to unpack going in, but we've got the entire summer to start doing our research. So get ready, Femi. It's almost (laughs) here. You know that. I see your juices. You're flowing. You're ready. Let's get excited. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get jiggy with it with college football here, James. And I think the the cadence of learning the transfer portals and how that all factors into the handicapping and which teams do well, which teams don't do well, we're going to learn that this year. So that's the one thing that – 
definitely going to be taking notes during the season of, okay, this team, they had some uncertainty early on. Maybe they start off slow. Maybe they play better later on down the line in the regular season. That's, all these things are going to be new for all of us because we've never seen this sort of transaction period in college football. We saw a little bit with college basketball, but now we're seeing it with college football as well. Let's turn our attention to the ice here, James. We haven't, talk, uh, we haven't spoken about uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs here, and we have a game six tonight, do or die, at Madison Square Garden between the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. And right now at BetMGM, this is a coin flip. Minus 110 each way on the money line. The total is at five and a half. The juice toward the under at minus 140 here. If you want the Rangers on the puck line, you can be getting plus 230 if you think that they can go ahead and pull away from the Canes. But what is your initial handicap when looking at this game? Rangers trying to force a game seven back in Raleigh. I like the Rangers tonight. I think the Rangers, we've seen them a, a completely different team when they're playing in the Garden, and we know that place is going to be lit tonight. Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere at MSG for the Rangers, and they played very well at home. They've been very resilient at home. They are 3-0 and in the elimination games. You think about the first series against the, the, the Penguins and backs against the wall, and obviously had to win one in Pittsburgh, but played incredibly well, and then winning the way that they did to close out and clinch that series. Uh, this is a team that plays with a lot of confidence. I think the thing for for the Rangers is maybe there was talk post game and that loss to Carolina that maybe their legs were a little heavy. And mm -hmm. you, you think about having to go through the grind of that, that series against Pittsburgh. And in a sense, yes, it was seven games, but they played the first game of the series. They played three extra periods. So it was almost like they played a double header in that respect. So almost eight games in a sense, as far as ice time was concerned. And it was just every other day, every other day you're playing, you're playing. And maybe that kind of caught up with them with the travel that was involved and just everything that had led up to that kind of just really that kind of a dud performance there against Carolina on Thursday, but I think they're going to be able to feed off the energy and the adrenaline that is in that building tonight in New York. And for Carolina, they've been, it's a, a night and day team here when they're playing at home as opposed to playing on the road during the postseason. They're 0-5 in the postseason so far through their two series and just eight goals scored collectively during that time. They finally got off the schneid and they had a power play goal uh, the last game against the Rangers. They were 0-9 through the first four games and finally were able to, to find the back of the net in game five with a power play, but they got to keep themselves out of the box and with the Rangers, how they've been playing at home, they've already been there where they've had their backs against the wall in an limited game. They had three of those against Pittsburgh and were able to sustain and close out that series. Rangers here, minus 110. So like you said, just a, a coin flip here. No laying, really not laying any, you're laying standard juice. I like the Rangers in this spot. Yeah, I'm looking at a shop here in town, the Westgate Superbook, where you can get minus 105 each way on this series here. So you can get Rangers minus 105, which uh, I haven't loaded this into the app just yet, but that might be happening during the commercial break here because I want something to root for. I, I'm not a hockey handicapper. Um, I, I watch yeah. the sport a little bit during the uh, NHL playoffs here. Don't really watch much in the regular season, but it's the only game on tonight, so I'll be transparent. I want a little bit of action on it here, and I'm going to root for a Game 7 because the Game 7s in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs have been yes. fantastic, and I think we'd be having another fantastic atmosphere and game in Raleigh if we get Rangers Hurricanes in a game seven. I believe that would be Monday night here. Um, so the Rangers, they got, they got the goalie. Sturkin's really good in the net. We'll see if he can uh, stymie some of the Carolina Hurricanes attacks there. But Rangers will probably be in the account at some point. Want to ask you about the Western Conference Finals, James, because it's set Colorado Avalanche, your beloved Avalanche out there in the Rocky Mountains, taking on 
the red-hot Edmonton Oilers. And before we even break down this series, can we just do a Connor McDavid appreciation segment here? Like, how good is this guy on the ice? Ends the series the other night there against the Calgary Flames as now Edmonton has punched their ticket to the conference finals. Yeah, what a, a tremendous series out of Edmonton to go in. I know the, the the Calgary Flames. A lot of folks really love Calgary, especially thinking how they've performed from the back end out with their with their defense and the goaltending. But for the Oilers, sometimes we we think about playoff hockey and all right, let's get a hot goaltender. I mean Vasilevsky there with Tampa, just doing what he does and putting those guys in position. Just sitting here waiting. I'm sure for Tampa, just hoping, yeah, get it to a game seven. We can sit here and continue to lick, you know, rest and recuperate be ready for their conference final in the east but on the west side you know what these are the both these teams we were talking about the oilers and the Avs. these are the two highest scoring teams in the postseason right now both averaging just a slight tick over four goals per game and for either of these sides here i think the concern for me with the Avs is yeah they're able to come back and crazy win last night with what four or five seconds left in the third period <laughs> to to get that game winner but you know, the kind of the role right now with the Oilers, you know, I think about riding a hot goaltender. Well, in this case here, you're riding a hot offense. And in particular, you mentioned with McDavid, with Connor David, it's just, wow. How do you, where, where do the abs stand when it comes to I'm just a, probably a little concerned about, yeah, they were able to, to win last night and move forward and beat the Blues, although really dumping that game in game five here in Colorado where they had a chance to, to clinch that. But you know, I don't know about the mental makeup right now for the Avs. Yeah, they were able to finish the game last night in dramatic fashion, but you know, now you're going to play a whole different style here with the Oilers. It's going to be a fun series. We know that both these a lot of open ice, a lot of great opportunities for for scoring. But I mean, honestly, right now I'm not a I, again I'm not a fan. I'm not connected to any team out here. I'm a fan of whoever I'm betting on. And mm -hmm. my early lean right now is the the hot riding that hot team and that's goal scoring opportunity for the Oilers. That's the way I'm leaning right now. Yeah, and it's just hard to bet against a guy like Connor McDavid. When you see him doing what he's doing on the ice, who wants to bet against that? This guy, he seems yeah. like he's playing another sport than everybody else that's on the ice there here. In Colorado, they have the, the home ice advantage here as the number one seed out there in the Western Conference. But, I mean, we've seen the way that they just dispatched of Calgary. It was it really was tremendous to see how well they played there in that series. Now Colorado is a different ball game, and maybe you can make the argument that Colorado has been the best team or whatever in the regular season over the last couple of years. And the playoffs has really been what we wanted to see from them last year. Get it ducking out early against the Vegas Golden Knights. Now they're in this spot. Pressure's on them to get to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm sure that's the talk all out there in the Rocky Mountains, Denver, uh, where you're at there, James. But McDavid, I don't think I can take. I, can, I don't think I can bet against him. I think that's kind of what my handicap well, the, comes down to. I don't think I can bet against Connor McDavid. Well, and the, the pressure, in a sense, was on the avalanche to just get through the second round. It had been basically two decades, 20 years since they were able to yeah. do that. So maybe maybe there's a part where, all right, that's passed now. Now we're in the conference final, and we've, we've got that monkey off our back considering all the, especially the last few years, not being able to get out of the second round, but being that long for that franchise. For I didn't realize until a few games ago that it had been 20 years or approximately 20 years before since they moved on and got to the conference finals. So maybe there's some pressure off of them from that, but now the pressure is going to be put on them on the defensive side of the ice with the way that you mentioned it with McDavid and just the and Vander Kane, like so many weapons coming at the the Colorado Avalanche defense. This is going to be a fun series, wide open, a lot of scoring, going to be a lot of fun to watch.
And for the record, I've placed my New York Rangers bet for tonight. Got it at minus 105 there. So we are lockstep here, James. New York Rangers, we're going to try to force a Game 7, go back to Raleigh to take on the Carolina Hurricanes, I should say. On the other side, we're going to turn our attention to the diamond little MLB here on a Saturday, Memorial Day weekend. This is VCB Sports. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards, points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. So eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by none other than BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, 1045, we've got some baseball games getting underway in about 20-ish minutes or so. So let's go down the card here in MLB and starting with the Kansas City Royals and the Minnesota Twins. Right now, Minnesota minus 165 on the money line. Kansas City plus 140 the other side. The total is at nine with the juice on the over at minus 120. Yeah, this one's interesting because you you look at the pitching matchup, and I'm usually one that's going to fade Chris Archer. He doesn't last very long. He's a fly ball pitcher, works up in the zone, really, and, and you know his control can it works a lot of really deep counts. And I think for Archer here, you know he's only worked four innings one time in eight starts, or more than four innings one time in eight starts this year, Femi, and that was just four and a third innings. So he obviously doesn't last long. It's going to end up being a bullpen day for the Minnesota Twins. And on the other side here with Brady Singer, who was starting, who started the season in the bullpen for the Royals, then got set down to AAA, and he went down and apparently he was working on his changeup. He's really, he was really a fastball slider guy, and. Since he's come back from AAA, working on through his changeup, having three pitches, uh, he's been terrific his last two starts since going down, being sent down to, to work on that third pitch. And no run, no earned runs in the last two starts, six or 12 innings pitched, actually. But now going up against Minnesota, at the, the, I kind of lean towards the over here. I don't know, is that something where Singer just faced him last week against the Twins? Is this something that now that they've seen three pitches out of Singer, mm-hmm. able to adjust to that to that changeup coming in? Too many question marks for me. Just not a not a game I want to play because really mainly because of Chris Archer. I, I usually bet against them, but can Singer continue to do what he's done the last two last two starts? Not a not a play I'm going to risk trying to figure that out. Well, let's see if you're interested in this NL Central matchup between the Milwaukee Brewers and St. Louis Cardinals. Right now, the Brewers on the road minus 115 favorites. The Cardinals. Minus Minus 105 at home. The total sitting at 8.5. Juice towards the under minus 115. Yeah, I was looking so looking at some of the player props, and that's really where I've, I've been really light playing Major League Baseball. It's, it's still so early in the season. We've got NHL. We've got NBA going on. So a lot of other things that, that I don't have to handicap when it comes to, well, hopefully not anyway, with certain teams showing up, being prepared, and ready to get after it in the playoffs, as opposed to baseball where you know we're, we're still in May and a uh, long season to go. But I've been playing more when I do get involved. Femi is looking uh, in the player prop market more so on the pitcher side when it comes to either strikeouts or total innings outs recorded is really what it does on BetMGM. but in this case here i was looking for paul goldsmith i mean goldie has been mm-hmm. super hot 18 game hitting streak and in those 18 games femi 10 of those were multi-hit games he's hitting 400 wow. in the month of man where the the month's almost done so an extended period of time yeah when you're 18 game hitting streak that's going to boost your average but the fact that he's had 10 multi-hit games he's just he's locked 
locked in. It helps having Nolan Arenado hitting behind you, which I looked at the lineup. He will be in there. So I was looking at, well, what does that look like for any props maybe on Goldie can, to continue his streak? Now his hits, just to go over a half a hit, so basically to get a base hit in this game, it's minus 275. Way too much juice for me to get involved. <laughs> but looking at his total bases, his total bases here, I'm sorry, I just lost it. I'm bragging back up. It is at, it's sitting at one and a half. Juice to the under, so it's plus 120 to go over one and a half total bases here. Now he has some bit of a bit of a history against Hauser, and Hauser's been, you know, bounce bounce back real well after a couple of really bad starts against the Reds back to back. But Hauser, he has faced Hauser 24 times, has homered off Hauser twice, but only struck out three times. So he's putting the ball in play against Hauser, seeing the ball well, obviously for the entire month of May. That'd probably be the way I'd lean here is looking at playing that market with Goldschmidt to go over one and a half bases because you're getting plus price plus 120 that's probably the only route that i'd go in this game okay well player prop action here on a memorial day weekend saturday the rangers and the athletics out in the al west here this game by the bay oakland minus 115 at home rangers minus 105 with a total of eight and we have juice minus 110 each way yeah, Rangers actually starting to play, played a lot better in the month of May, and we know there was a number of moves to that roster in the offseason. Sometimes it takes guys a while. Managers trying to figure out what they want that lineup card to look like and who hits best in what slot, and I think we're starting to see that out of the Rangers now playing playing much better and than they did early in the season. And it's the reversal here for the Oakland A's, as hot of a start as they got off to, at least hot from a sense that <laughs> – we thought they were completely in the tank. Uh, yes, they've definitely regressed back to the mean here. But just uh, looking at the pitching matchup, just not enough on this side here for the A's, the back. You know, with the, with the Rangers, the way that the better, playing better, already taking the first two games in this series and coming up with some good, some clutch hits. It's a pretty good lineup that they've been able to to piece together there in Texas. Yeah, probably just just looking at this pitching matchup, it's just not one that I really – it's not something I want to try to get involved. If I'm playing games, Femi, it's really based on the starting pitching and playing just first fives. But here, I don't really trust either one of these pitchers. If anything, I'd probably be leaning towards the over. Uh, both these guys give up the long ball, though that's not really conducive uh, playing in Oakland and mm -hmm. pitchers park for sure. But, yeah, just, I can get there with any, any side or total with this game, so it's a pass for me. Miami Marlins are down in Atlanta taking on the Braves. The Braves minus 125. Miami's plus 105 the other way. The total sitting at eight and a half juice on the over at minus 120. Yeah, interesting. I mean, uh, it's Alcantara, and Miami's kind of been up and down this season too, but he he's, was sensational his last game out facing the Braves had a you know complete game we don't see that very often anymore guys just don't go nine innings but I think we early in the season we know especially with the 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 shortened spring training that pitches were going to have to kind of build up their arm strength during the regular season as opposed to being able to work through it in February and March because of the lockout and now we're seeing it with Alcantara his last three starts he's gone seven innings eight innings and then nine innings of that shutout ball against Atlanta last Sunday so his arm is fully stretched out here so that's where I was trying to dig this up and see what kind of player props do we have involved in, as far as the pitching matchup is concerned. Uh, looking at his outs right here, and it's juiced to the under. Alcantara's outs are sitting at 18 and a half. So basically he's going to have to go six and a third inning to beat that, to cover those 19, in, to cover that 19 out. 
Uh, but it's standard juice here at a dollar ten to the over. Juiced again, like I said, under eighteen and a half outs to minus one thirty. I'd kind of lean just where Sandy Alcantara's arm is now stretched out. Seven, eight, and nine innings pitched the last three starts facing the Braves here again. I kind of lean that way over eighteen and a half outs for for Sandy in this matchup. Memorial Day weekend is kind of like the quarter pole mark here for the MLB regular season. The Braves, the defending World Series champions, two games under 500. Do you have any concerns about Atlanta or is it just kind of early season woes and they'll finally find their footing? Yeah, I just I kind of think we we see this a lot, right? It's it's the you know whether it's the World Super Bowl hangover, World Series hangover, just a lot of things happen in the offseason with distractions when it comes to appearances and all those types of things. Mm. Right now, I don't think so. I mean, I think within that, just within the division, for one, I mean, clearly the, the cream of the crop there is the New York Mets and a lot of fanfare, a lot of talent on there. And I know right now for the Mets that the their rotation has suffered a number of injuries, but they just keep chugging along, hitting the baseball the way that they do. I think Atlanta's going to be right in there. It's really still the National League East. It's, it's a two-team race to me. The Phillies are, it's, that's not a team that I trust. So I think Atlanta, once they get themselves into the dog days of the summer, and we know playing in Atlanta hot and humid yep. a lot of teams having to crawl in there can be you know even though it's the National League East I think Atlanta will find themselves eventually I think part of the starting pitching is concerned for me here but uh, it's there a two-way race there but the Mets man can they sustain with all the pitching injuries that they have to that rotation right now I think that they will because of that offense but long season to go so not a whole lot of concern for the Braves we'll see that a lot for a team that you know um, Won it, and now you get a get get refocused here. And come summertime, Atlanta will be in the thick of it, but really a challenge to try to overtake the Mets in that division. In about forty-five seconds here, James, the San Francisco Giants have come back down to earth after a hot start, but they're in Cincinnati as minus one ninety favorites against the Reds. The Reds plus one fifty-five with a total of ten. Yeah, look at the Reds. How hot have the Reds been? It's as horrible of a month as they had to start the season. What were they, like 3-21? and 21? It was awful. They were, they were like an auto fan. They weren't even covering the run lines. Like, they were just getting yeah. blown out of these games. But now that's a big number to lay here with San Francisco. Minus 190. I know it's Wood going and... And Wood really pitches well there in San Francisco. I get why that number is high, as priced as high as it is, but too much too much juice for me. Not going to get involved. Yeah, no, that's uh, the Reds. They were the talk of the of, of betting world in April and May here, but now they're starting to come back to life a little bit. We shall say. Uh, we're going to take another quick break here. On the other side, we start hour number three, going back to the association. We got a game seven tomorrow night. We're discussing it. Heat Celtics next. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to anal and handicappers to anal and handicappers to anal and handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.